Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone? And welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church, by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus. I'm here with my co-host in crime, the illustrious, the great, <laughs> the inevitable, Jackie Asberius. I, I, uh, I feel like Thanos, dude. I need, I need one of those things. I need one of those gloves. Like, I am inevitable. I am inevitable. <laughs> or at least Robert Downey Jr. when he pulled that one off and just- That's right. Threw the reverse the reverse uh, card at him. Yeah, in the Uno, he, in the Uno game he, he of Infinity Uno. War. <laughs> <laughs> he reverse Unoed uh, Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> gotcha. Got him. Oh, Jack, what what's happening, my man? Uh dude, the sun. It is like okay for those of you who don't live in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. We are going through a period of at least a couple weeks now where it's like fake spring. Yep. It wants to yep. tease us like it spring's going to happen. It wants to give us hope. And then yep. you see the and then you freaking see the weather and it's Dashed. like nope, 25, 25 degrees next week or some exactly. some ridiculous thing like that. Or, well, they were saying snow on the horizon. Did you see that? I think okay. I think it went away, but it's, they were they were it, talking about it. It was snowing in Spokane last time I checked, and both you and I are heading over there this week. We are so. heading to Spokane, dude. Yeah, oh, there needs cigar lounges in Spokane. There is, there is, sir. Are you not going to hook up in Spokane? Because here's the thing: Jack and I found out we were going to Spokane <laughs> for completely different reasons <laughs> on the same days. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, this is Providence, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I feel like you and I need to, you and I need to meet up. Yeah. No, yeah. it's at, uh, it's at a uh, a certain place in Spokane. A certain place. Okay, that's right. Apparently, it's called Legends of Fire, which sounds like a really bad '80s movie. <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> With like Jean Claude Van Damme, yeah, no, right? <laughs> or Sly Stallone. I feel like Sly Stallone yes, yes, and Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme are in that movie. Somehow. Like with, with Dolph Lundgren, somehow. <laughs> and they're like yeah. stepbrothers or something like that. <laughs> Legends of Fire. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, Jack, it has been. I'm not going to lie. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with our yeah. listeners. It's been a hard week. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a rough week. Mm-hmm. Um, this week in particular had some uh, just crazy work stuff going on, family stuff. I uh, had some friends. Uh, this is actually something that I actually do want to bring up because um, we wanted to put it out on the podcast a little bit. Anybody who follows us on social saw a post that we made a couple days. Well, at the time when this launches, I think it was probably last week. But it's a uh, GoFundMe for a local church pastor and his family whose daughter, uh, three-year-old daughter, just came down. What uh, came down with? It's not a cold. Was just diagnosed with uh, leukemia. Yeah. So we at the reformatory um, wanted to promote this GoFundMe that's been uh, set up for them. Uh, we'd encourage all you listeners um, to to help support this family. We know Jack and I know uh, this family personally. They're listeners of the podcast. They're supporters. Um, fantastic dude uh his family is great um love them to death and uh daughters diagnosed with leukemia so we put the gofundme up on all of our socials instagram twitter and facebook and we'll make sure to link it to this episode in the show notes as well we would really appreciate you guys if if you're able to contribute anything you can to that gofundme to share the link around any social media you've got. Um, we're really wanting to give this uh, local church pastor uh, some help. Yeah. Uh, they're going through a rough time, and and we want to be the body of Christ to our brothers and sisters in Christ. So we would ask you guys to uh, to consider that. Keep them in prayer first and foremost, of course. Um, but we really would appreciate your guys' help um, in being the church for the church. Yeah. Um, so that's part of my part of my week. That was uh, not good news when I saw that come across the wire, man. Yeah. I was I was yeah. I was pretty down. But we trust in Christ's goodness. We trust in His healing power. He is the great physician. We might uh, we might live our lives as staunch Reformed Calvinists, but boy, yeah. when the chips are down, we pray like Charismatics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. And I yeah. don't think that's a bad thing, right? Yeah. Um, no, it's not a bad so. thing at all. Yeah, so we're praying praying for these guys, this uh, local church pastor and his family. Like I said, link will be in the description of this episode and up on all the socials. Check that out, guys, if, if, if you do not mind. We would really, really appreciate it as a podcast. So... Jack, on to more. I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say lighthearted things because, like I said, if anyone, <laughs> okay, okay, if you've been on social media for oh, any yeah. for the past two weeks, dude, the past two days, bruh. <laughs> it's been horrible. Yeah, it I is. so I I run this other podcast with Ted Cluck called Cluck, right? Mm-hmm. And we rant and rave. Not rave, rant against the, <laughs> the the Twitter machine all the time. Never in my however many years I've been on Twitter, I don't know how many years it is, have I been so close to deleting my account than this past like week and a half. I think somebody reminded me of this too, where it was like eight, nine years ago, and like people were like yeah. putting out tweet you see the tweets from eight or nine years ago versus now it's like People are just saying hello on Twitter eight or nine years ago, and now it's like, I'm going to stab you in the face or something oh, like that if you don't agree with me. Dude, it's so <laughs> true, dude. It is it is horrible. Yeah. And it's so, it's fresh, like from, okay, like from debates on 
modesty and like whether women can wear whatever they want, man's responsibility, like that that popped up again. That's an asinine argument to have on Twitter. The whole like like if you want to be a man, this is what you should do, right? And like we yeah. we're getting all these lists, right? And this is something that I kind of wanted to focus on. Um because in in that specifically, there's a lot of individuals out there on the Twitter sphere that like to set themselves up whether or not they're doing it intentionally through their words and through their actions they're setting themselves up as somewhat of a moral authority when it comes to what a faithful follower of Christ looks like yeah and they do so by posting these like lists or diatribes or articles of if if you aren't if you aren't doing these things you, you really need to be like checking your heart. You really need to be. Yeah. And and eight or nine times out of ten, the lists that are pulled out and, and, and pushed out as like this is what you do, none of them are like backed up by scripture as yeah. like as like primary issues. Yeah. Right? And even more so, many of them, I would say most of them, have little to no encouragement to a local church commitment yeah like you see a lot of like learn how to build a fire learn how to change the oil um wear a tie uh don't graduate college right and like all these things and you're just like where where are you getting these yeah and and why are we choosing to focus on them and why are we having the discussion on twitter right so I just see all these as like major distractions from like mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing in the local church. But I yeah. want to throw it over to you as well to like either like balance me out because I'm I, like when I see those things, I automatically just throw them away because I just I just don't have time for which, it. And, which and somewhat you should do that is throw it away. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, some of some of them yes, but I'm sure some of them are some of them are good too. It's I mean it's probably just like my own personal. <sighs> my own personal angst that I got to get over. But but I want to throw it over to you first, Jack, as to like why, maybe first off, like why are these things so like prevalent right now? Like, well, why is it so yeah. popular to tell people what a faithful Christian looks like? Uh, Yeah. I mean, here, here's what I see. And here's what even got brought up this last Lord's day. Uh, as far as what my local church, one of my pastors was preaching on was we're in the epistle of first john if you don't know the context of what's going on in that epistle john is writing to christians who are dealing with legitimate gnostic heretics that have come up in the church they haven't come up outside of the church they've come up in the church and have started uh just splitting people apart basically teaching false doctrine um absolutely going against everything that Jesus was teaching and who he came for and what he came to do. And one part of um, my pastor's sermon was really great where he said, we see streams of evangelicalism in the United States where they're going in these weird direct, where they're going in these certain streams, Right. And the streams are, some of it is like, we have to sometimes hyper-contextualize the text. 
we have to actually take secondary issues and make them primary. And then kind of almost the third stream that you're seeing, and there's probably even a fourth stream as well too, which is a little bit more, which is not popular, but it's nuance is the, I would say the fourth stream. And the third stream is um, health, wealth, prosperity, and all things within that. What Josh and I primarily are seeing is we're seeing people in the reform camp know their base and they are just trying to throw a little vitamin G gasoline on that base to stoke them up. And when you go outside the limits of the gospel like that, people are going to take that as actually gospel sometimes and they're going to apply it to their lives and then they're going to tribalize and even make maybe even mini cults. You never know this. And then next thing you know, you have another group within evangelicalism in America telling you, if you don't do this, you're not really a Christian man. If you don't do this, women, you're not really sisters in Christ, so on and so forth. I mean, it's it's cyclical. It happens like, what is this, every like 10, 15 years now or something? Yeah, this happens. Right. <laughs> and so I think like the biggest danger is like going outside the limits of the gospel if it, if it is like, if it's a list like do this, I know like some of it is like you're really kowtowing because you're saying advice. And really what I'm hearing when you say advice uh, to your, to thousands of your followers is not really advice. You're actually giving them gospel, right? You're going outside those limits. And then on top of it, once once that happens, what do you do with that? Like you're just like literally throwing chum into like the waters with just great whites, just ready to just snatch and just have an absolute feeding frenzy. But yeah, it is. I think it's dangerous because when that starts to happen, then you're going to start to see really crazy doctrines start to pop up. And then you're going to see heretics come up within the church, not outside the church, which is funny because everybody's like, oh, this new threat, this is another threat to the gospel. Bro, mm -hmm. you just you just lit a pipe bomb inside of your local church and, and you're blaming it on outside people? Come on, bruh. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And it's like, so I think one of my, I think one of my main issues with this just this mentality on social media is that you're you're setting standards and you're giving advice as if it is across the board for everyone good advice. Yeah. And there's no there's no like pastoral discernment or wisdom utilized to think like hmm maybe going to college for that one because because that was one of them on the yeah, list yeah. that I remember I don't know who said it but the advice was don't go to college learn a trade like okay sure I, I I hear that but that's not going to work or be good for everybody yeah right and then but, and then on top of it too like if you're not acquainted with like workforce dynamics like I deal with on a daily basis yeah. of looking at what the workforce is gonna look like in 2030. Like actually going to college, going to a community or technical college and getting your AA is actually a good thing. Sure. Yeah, you're right. I and mean, just like stuff like that, like people don't take into 
like they say things in the ether without really thinking about them because their culture tells them, well, you should do this because that thing's bad. This thing's good, you know? Right. And that begins to be spread and, and utilized as some sort of like some sort of moral authority like we were talking about. Right. And it's, it's, it's this, it's frustrating because like I said, there's no, there's no utilization of discernment or wisdom when it comes to who you're talking to. And, and look, this is the problem with social media. This is the problem with Twitter. This is the problem. Like, I think it was a a Dave Chappelle sketch where he's like, like, like Twitter is not a real thing. (laughs) Like it's not a real place. Right. Like it's a fake place. Yeah. And and we need to remember that. Yeah. Right? It's like you're shouting and you're setting these things as like good things to do to a bunch of random people that 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 you're not in community with. Yeah. You don't know where they're at in their life. That might be really good advice for somebody and it might be really horrible advice for somebody else. Yeah. Right? And unless and this is why unless the advice that you are going to give is explicit in scripture like stay faithful to your wife. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> That's advice that is applicable to everybody. Yeah. Right? Um you know what strive to be humble. Right? Um strive if you're a leader and just strive to to be uh to 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 always be <laughs> qualified based on what <laughs> scripture says right Seriously. there there there's plenty of there's plenty of advice in the canon of scripture that we can make lists of and put out there that apply to everybody yeah and i wouldn't have a problem with that yeah right what i do have a problem with is these guys with and it's always like the it's always like the seminary profs oh yeah I don't know what it Dude, is. No, no, no. Like, it's, it's always the seminarians. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it too. I don't know. Too. But uh. and it's it's like there's a certain brand of of people that are putting this kind of stuff out. Yeah. I, I'll just I'll just yeah. leave it there. Yeah. And like I said, I think they they are functioning in kind of an echo chamber. <laughs> right? So yeah. everyone around them agrees and probably like supports this list that they've created, right? And for a lot of those people around them, it's probably a good list. And maybe some of them are are are, are already doing those things, right? But we have to remember that the church of God is comprised of a very diverse group of people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when we are putting out these kind of things, like we don't know what damage that's going to do. Especially when you are putting out these ideas of this is what you need to do and they don't have scriptural foundation, mm-hmm. right? And like I said before, and this is something I really wanted to focus on, hardly ever is a commitment to a local church part of those lists. Yeah, It's always these external, like, like, like super visible things. Prove yourself. Right. You know, yeah. Like, they're very much prove yourself list versus like it's like performative. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's it's all these things that like you can do to to create like this ethos of what it means to be a man or what it means to be a woman. Right. And it's like if you're a woman, then you you do this, this, this and this and you you wear this, this, this and this and you 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 have this mentality and you you do. And I'm just like, look, we have principles set in scripture Mm-hmm. As to what a good and faithful Christian look like. Yeah. 
None of these things that you have <laughs> listed fall under that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we need to remember like what we as Christians are called to do. Like, yes, of course there's distinctions and between men and women and and there's there's we are called to live a certain way because we're not bound to our sin anymore. Right? But that's going to look differently for each person. And how we go through that is in the context of the local church. Yeah. Right? And that's something, like I said, that I hardly ever see on these lists is become a member of a local church. Submit yourself to a team of qualified elders and learn from them. Support your local church financially and with your time and with your talent. Mm -hmm. Be in community with your brothers and sisters in your local church. Serve your local church, right? Become a, a part of a small group in your local church for further accountability and encouragement. I don't see these. Like, where are these lists? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right? And and it's 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 saddening to me because we want to have all of these, like, grandiose statements on Twitter, but it, it never actually promotes anything that is lasting. Yeah. And I, was, yeah. I think that's just the nature of Twitter. Yeah. No, it, it definitely is. But then on, on top of it as well, too, like... Here's what I think is not helping as well, too, is that, Josh, what you said about kind of diversity within the body of the local church, this goes right straight to it when I think this is what people are ignoring when they make those lists like that. So, and like, this is so important because if you understand what you're really saying through maybe like, applying some biblical principles to it, then you wouldn't write the tweets that you'd tweet out. Like, (laughs) so for me, it's just like going to like Ephesians chapter four, right? And going down to like verse 11 and it says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Mm-hmm. And then it says, and then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness and the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. So, When I read that, I see that God is making people and giving them unique gifts for a reason, for his body, right? Not everybody's a robot. Not everybody does certain things. And you know what? From the text, sounds like that's still good. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like God designed people (laughs) to be individuals. (laughs) Like he created you for like... He created you with specific gifts and talents in order to use that in your local body in order to give that back to the people who may not know how to think in a certain way because you're equipping them for certain ministry in this way. Yeah. Right? So here's the thing too. Like if everybody's in a trade – what happens 
you know, when, you know, some crazy new sickness comes out maybe and we need some opinion on this. Like, well, okay, dude, okay, so so <laughs> on that, right, going back to um, what we were talking about uh, at the beginning, yeah, this local church pastor, right, whose daughter was diagnosed uh, with uh, leukemia, I was talking to him on the phone, and he said that one of the blessings that he's experienced through through this like extremely horrific and difficult time was one of the doctors that he was like interacting with, mm-hmm. like pulled him aside and was like, God is sovereign. He's mm-hmm. got this. Yeah. He's going to help you through this. Yeah. Right. If we're all in a trade. Yeah. <laughs> there's no Christian doctors in 50 years. Right, because you need schooling for that. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that like everyone needs to go into the medical field. I'm just saying that like God places His people strategically in places for specific reasons. Yeah. And for you to take this like this this moral high ground of like, oh, you all need to be in a trade because it's manly. You all need to be a trade because schooling is a waste of time. Okay, think about all of the people that will now be uninfluenced for the cause of Christ that would have gone into those fields. Yeah. Right. And again, like I, I realize that like you can't take what would have as a proof for, for right now, but, but like it's just, it's so frustrating to me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Because if we all take that dude's advice, then we have no doctors that love Jesus we have no lawyers that care about justice that love Jesus. Yeah. We have nobody, you know, uh, like no professors, right, that love Jesus, that are trying to teach through a biblical worldview. Like, all of that's gone because yeah. everyone's mechanics, plumbers, electricians, which are fantastic positions. Yeah. We need Christian plumbers and Christian electricians and Christian mechanics yeah. just as much as we need Christian doctors. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like, I would I want the guy I'm taking my car to to be a Christian. Yeah. Because I'm going to have more confidence in his ethical in his in his work. Yeah. Right? Like I want those things. But we dude, like it's just it it's asinine to me when we start like putting all of this extra pressure on individuals mm-hmm. that this is what you need to like here's some advice for young men here's some advice it's like you know what there's some young men that need to be doctors because that's what god's called them to do yeah and they need to go to school to do that i want my doctor to have schooling yeah I, I don't want some like backwoods hick that like read some hey, books, watch everybody. some, watch some YouTube tutorials, <laughs> watch some YouTube tutorials, and boom, like I can do a, a, a I can do like a bypass surgery. Yeah, now. like no, I'll take the guy who's sank three hundred thousand dollars into yeah. a degree that took him ten years to get. Yeah. I'll I'll take that yeah. guy. Thank you. Yeah. Right. I don't know, dude. It's just it's so frustrating to me. But and, here's but here's the other thing too is that yeah. I think all of these statements are very reactive and in a reactive element because I think right now, especially for like the very first time, a lot of Christians are finding themselves in this place of, oh crap, I'm the only person I know that's a believer. Like in my immediate circle, maybe. Sure, sure. And they're having this like, oh crap moment. And so 
what drives kind of these lists and stuff like that is like, oh, well, we just got to sink more investment into this culture versus this culture. And then we're going to win somehow. And it's like, no, you ain't going to (laughs) win. Sorry. It just ain't going to happen that way. Um, And even if you sink all your investment into making the Christian tradesmen the gold standard, you you still are, are missing out on a ton of other people that need Jesus, you know? Yeah. And in the Pacific Northwest, here's why I think it's, Everybody, everybody needs to to take a deep look at this. It's because in the Pacific Northwest, you have conversations with people who have zero clue what you're talking about. They don't know who Abraham is. They don't know who Isaac is. They don't know who any biblical character is. And they're asking you legitimate questions about how you live your life and the conduct of it. And then on top of that, how do you? How in the heck? Do you have hope when all these people are dying around us and we have fear about what's going to come next or blah, 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 blah. They're going to look to you because you're going to be kind of somewhat a steady anchor. You should be at least you're, you should have your ankle or anchor holding within the veil. (coughs) Cough, cough. (laughs) Um, But I mean, that's who people are going to look to. They're going to look to Christians in these different ways because people will freak out and this even happened too with me in higher education when trump got elected in 2016 you know you know my friend and i um who was in my wedding my best man and i we were at the same college together and we showed up the day after the election when all all the bananas just got chopped down <laughs> yeah, from the tree, right. man. Yeah. And you would have thought like a nuclear explosion happened like in like somewhere in the United States. Everybody was coming to us, freaking out. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Like we had like two or three emergency meetings that day at the college too. And I'm just like, man. I'm just like, okay. And then somebody said, Why? It's like why aren't you more like concerned about this? And I'm like, I've seen like this has happened before. This is not anything new, people. Yeah, this is this, this is, is not is... anything new. <laughs> like this has happened yeah. once before. Okay, like my hope isn't in this. And people were just dumbfounded, like looking at me, like, huh? That is the type of witness you need to show people because then. They're going to start really asking the question, why am I freaked out about this? And Jack's over there acting like business as usual sometimes or like things are going to go okay. You know, people are going to ask you those questions about where your hope's at because some people just don't have it or like have been tapped out or their life has just gone in a really crummy way and they don't have any hope at all. And that's the beauty where you come in and you start to tell them about King Jesus. That's right. Where you start yeah. to come in and tell them that I have hope because I know that my I don't serve these kings of the world. I serve the King of Kings. I serve the one that I will stand before and I will sit at the table that he welcomed me to with my brothers and sisters and we will feast forever in glory 
if you if like you don't give them that kind of hope in these different areas of life, you're just gonna have like a hangout. Like it's just gonna be like Christian hangout session. It's just gonna be like Christian country club, but it's for the trades or anything else. Insert your you know the certain thing that you do for your job. And it's just like, come on, guys. Like, you got to give them Jesus. You got to give them the gospel. And when we go beyond the limits of the gospel, that's when the church really starts going Ozzy Osbourne crazy train. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, you can be just as faithful of a Christian as being a doctor versus being an electrician. Because your faithfulness doesn't depend on the, the the vocation that you're in. Yep. Right? And I'm tired of people making the equations of where, where you live, mm-hmm. what you do, how you, how you, you know, act. You, like, I'm tired of all of these external proofs people point to of whether or not you're faithful or not. Yeah. Let's dig into the real barometers of faithfulness tell me about your your interaction with your local church yeah tell me about your relationship with your wife yeah tell me about how you lead your children tell me about your prayer life tell me about these things tell me about how the gospels impacted you throughout your week man right like that's a huge thing like that happens to me like once or twice every week people like i don't i, I, don't, <laughs> I don't give i don't give two craps about what you do for a living or how you make money. I want to know about your faithfulness to your local church. I want to know how the gospel impacts your life. Mm-hmm. I want to know how you are a different person now because of Jesus than you were before. Yeah. These are the things that I want to know. Yeah. I don't care where you live. I don't care what you do. And we 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 have all of these external barometers of righteousness or external barometers of faithfulness. And we're missing the mark. Yeah. Right? And social media is a breeding ground for this, but echo chambers are a breeding ground oh, yeah. for this. Yeah. Right? You got to get out and see how other faithful Christians are living your their lives that may look different from the way that you're living yours. Yeah. And you need to see that faithfulness is possible even if it's not exactly the way you do things. Mm-hmm. Because we're all different. Everyone is (laughs) built different. And that's a good thing. That's a thing to celebrate. Yep. Right? And again, we're not talking about some like antinomianism, live however you want, and just and everything's good. We're not talking about that. We have standards by which we live, and it's the Bible. Yeah. Right? But we need to understand. And we need to come back to the basics of what it means to be a faithful Christian. And the, these are the things that I'm worried about. Yeah. I don't care if you're a doctor or if you're a mechanic or, or whatever. I don't care. Show me the things that really matter. And that is what we will use to decide whether or not you are living in faithfulness or you're living a life that's fake. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, man, I... I don't know, dude. Like that's 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 where I'm at, and I realize like I don't know I don't know why this got under my skin as much as it did because it did. <laughs> I think I think honestly, you like, know, it got it got under my skin because it's like 
Okay, you're you're developing a box. Yeah. To put people yeah. on. Yeah. Right. What happens if that person is a Christian but they're not in the box? Like you're setting up a whole new Judaizer camp at that point. Well, a hundred percent. And and not even that. If you're setting up if you're setting up a box for Christians to fit in, yeah. logically you are setting up that 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 God works in this box. Yeah. And yep. that God uses this box to decide whether if something is good or not. Stop putting God in a box. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously. You know, and I think I think we don't follow through. Like like when we when we make these I'm not going to say legalistic because I don't think people are trying to earn their salvation, but it's definitely it's definitely Phariseeistic, mm. right? It's it, it's it's Phariseeism kind of just running its natural course. When people utilize this kind of stuff, you are putting God in a box. It is blasphemous mm. what you are doing to say that you know this is how you live righteously, and if you can't back that up with explicit scripture and it's actually just your opinion on how. Your conscience tells you to live righteously, which is valid. But if you're going to take your conscience and say that this is now the barometer for what faithfulness looks like, that's a blasphemous statement. Because God is not looking to you to define his barometer of faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And we have to stop putting ourselves in the position of teaching God what faithfulness looks like. Yeah. I'm done. Yep. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I no, got. It's no, it's absolutely <laughs> spot on. Because like I said, this goes back to like I said, going beyond the limits of the gospel. And what you just said, Josh, is y- you are putting yourself in the place of Jesus. Yeah. You are making yourself the center of the gospel at this point. You're not putting Jesus at the center of what the gospel is and and what Jesus represents. Yeah. You're putting man's idea about how he should live with some cultural uh, implications on that a little bit. But you're not deriving that from text. And you're not taking into account what we just read too in scripture that God is making is making a people for his own that has different gifts to serve his body and to equip his body. So it's, it's super frustrating. And I think that if, if people want to, I think we've said, I think I said this before because it comes from the, uh, the army. Hey, Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, okay? <laughs> Keep yeah. playing those stupid games, people. Yeah. It's just not going to turn out well for you. Um, well, and dude, like, the martyrs of old, mm-hmm. the ones that died in the Reformation, the ones mm-hmm. that are dying now, they're not giving their lives for somebody's opinion of what righteousness looks like. They, they died for sola scriptura. Scripture alone is our authority. Don't tell me your barometer of righteousness. I see that in the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm held captive by the word of God. Mm-hmm. And my conscience is informed by the word of God. And I'm held accountable, ultimately, first and foremost, by the spirit, but also by my local church. Yeah. My brothers and sisters around me that hold me accountable to the standards given in the word of God. Yeah. That is what we as Christians are called to do. Right? And if you can't give me a chapter and verse 
for your conviction, okay, that's fine. That's a conviction that you can have, and I will support you in that, right? Yeah. But don't say it's law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I think? I think I yeah. think the guys who are making... <laughs> I think the guys who are tweeting this stuff out are lead pastors. <laughs> I know. And that's and that I think I think that's part of I think honestly, I think that's part of why it got under my skin as much as it did. Yeah. Is because I have seen the effect of what happens when this kind of stuff is promoted in a local church. Yeah. And it's not good. No. It results in a lot of pain. Yeah. Right? So we gotta live sola scriptura. We have to have our consciences captive to the word of God. That's where I'm at. This was, I feel like, you know what, Jack? I feel like, I feel like we just needed to blow some stuff up. We did. <laughs> like, like I feel like we had some angst. Amen. I know I had some pent up, like some pent up frustrations. And I think this was just the outlet today. Yeah. So I apologize to our listeners. If I <laughs> came across cagey, not my intent. I guarantee you next episode I'll be much more I'll be back to jovial Josh. But I just feel like, you know what, sometimes things just need to be said. <laughs> and they need to be said plainly. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Jack, you might want to get us you probably should have gotten us out of here yeah. before I started talking. I should have been like uh, <laughs> but- I should have been like that dude in uh, Rocky Four. Who was like, throw the towel in, throw, throw the, the towel, towel in, throw the, throw the towel. towel in. <laughs> Before Apollo got crushed by Ivan That's Drago. Right, oh, um, seriously. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate some times where Josh and I just need to uh, load up a magazine of oh, stress, we prayed and sprayed today, baby. <laughs> <laughs> load up a magazine of stress right. and <laughs> shot it out <laughs> via the the good old sociables. <laughs> You too can support us (laughs) in our endeavors to make the local church central to the life of the Christian. So if you could, you could send us uh, either, I mean, here's the thing. You could rate us on iTunes. I think you can rate us on Spotify now. You can. You can do both now. You can do both now. You can give us a rating on that. You can send us DMs uh, to give us podcasts, different episode ideas. So maybe we don't keep loading up the uh, the proverbial gun with the stress like this today That's I don't right. know. That's or right. uh you can always do this folks you can follow us on the sociables if you will mm-hmm. and engage with the engage with us that way you can follow us on the instagram goes great with chocolate you can follow us on the twitter the the tweaker if you will drives us crazy obviously Absolutely. or you can follow us on the Facebook, the Metaverse, the Zex site. You'll go down the next 24 hours. All at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they might um, subside maybe our stress with a little kashiche, maybe. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, there's lots of ways that you can support the Reformatory. We've talked about them before, but today we're going to just talk about this GoFundMe. Absolutely. Uh, we have that local church pastor and his family, the Urset family, whose daughter was just diagnosed with leukemia, and they need help. They need the local church to be the local church for them. So we have linked the GoFundMe to all of our socials, the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's all there. We're going to put it in the show notes of this episode. We ask that you guys, if you were have at all been considering you know, maybe buying some merch from the store or joining Patreon or sending a one-time gift or anything like that, we ask that you guys go support the Urset family. 
and uh, just this this rough rough time that they're going through. They're going to need help with bills and and housing expenses and just all of all of the all of the stuff that comes with this type of situation. Our prayers go out to them. We ask that you pray for them. We ask that you support them financially. We ask that you share the link so that uh, more uh, people can see and 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 uh, grab hold of this opportunity to be the church mm-hmm. for our brothers and our sisters in Christ. Yep. So we thank you all so much for listening. We promise our next episode will be back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> I'm not going to be as angsty, although you know sometimes you just sometimes you just got to get it out. You just got to get it out. <laughs> Don't poke the bear, people. Don't poke Stop the poking. bear. Stop poking me. Stop poking me. We thank you all for listening. And we're going to catch you on the next episode of The Reformatory.